happy new year. <laughs> actual happy actual new year, actually. <laughs> we did it. Happy new year. We were in a time warp last week. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. That was fun. Small update from last week's two episodes. I did go over to enemy and boss of this show's uh, house, Jessica Gao, and fixed her microphone situation. Wow, so, a hero. And in exchange, and we'll talk more about this on our premium show, Yokoi Live, subscribe to suboptimalpods.com. Um, got got a couple bags of loose tofu. So the tofu's back for, for the long-time long fans. Loose tofu. Loose tofu. Year is starting strong. That um, is, oh, man. <laughs> I updated her byline to enemy of the show slash CEO. So she's got, <laughs> he has a new title. This <laughs> to be fair, most entertainment CEOs are very much the enemy of enemy any of given show. show on their That's network. That's true. And she does have to answer to the board, and the board is the three of us. So yep. she's the Zaz, she's definitely the Zazlav of our. <laughs> yeah, she gives Zazlav. Do you remember a scant four days ago when I think I'm pretty sure I vowed to try to get on Jessica's nerves less and we just came out one minute in with Jessica's the Zaslav of <laughs> Yep. Um So that's good. So nothing has changed. Well, mm-hmm. new year, old us. Uh, welcome yeah. to the show. <laughs> this is Yo Is This Racist, the podcast where we uh, listen to your voicemails about racism. Uh, I'm Tawny Newsom. That's Andrew T. We got our producer, Kevin Bartelt. And we're getting back to a little bit of normalcy. Mm-hmm. We're all wearing hoodies. It's hoodie season. It's hoodie season. Mm-hmm. My, this is also a Yo Come We Live thing. My, my, um door like to the to the little balcony i have in my apartment just straight up blew open last night in the middle of the night it was windy (laughs) yeah it was some real like poltergeist in the house shit i was gonna say were you visited by three actually four ghosts in that evening to tell you about the meeting of christmas just a little late (laughs) yeah they to be fair my ghosts are like texting like shit i'm like so late for this haunting dude can we <laughs> listen i know i know we all said we were gonna haunt this guy can but... we reschedule <laughs> i feel like in the scrooge averse if, if we all live in a scrooge based reality i think mm-hmm. that would mean that we'd all get ghosts according to our general vibes like we'd get assigned yeah. ghosts that match our vibes yeah yeah, yeah. That's that's the tough thing is we're like a week into January and my ghost of Christmas past is like, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> my ghost dog, my past ghost dog threw up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you have dogs, your ghosts have dogs. That's the rules of the Scroogeiverse. I have Remember? a ghost hedgehog. And my Scrooge is sending me rankings of trains. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Just to tease another thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, have a, we have a full train review coming up on, on Yoko. We do. This week. I can't wait. What, um, is, what does that mean my ghost has? Does my ghost have one acoustic and two electronic drum kits in it? <laughs> No, in no, no. Studio? Your your ghost of Christmas, uh, and this is counterintuitive. Your ghost of Pist- Christmas past 
is the drum kit. And then the acoustic present it's present future past. Yeah. And then the two two guitars like kind of float and and haunt you at different times. I was saying because there's three drum kits here, but wait, what? Yeah, we got two. We bought an electronic one a long time ago and we live there's a real one. Well, there's mm-hmm. two real ones, but set up. Mm-hmm. There's a real one set up. And oh. then there was an electronic one that we bought when we were in an apartment. And then we bought a better electronic one and then like merged them together. So we're like John Fishman from the band Fish. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't I, know if that's his real a, name, but that's what they okay. call him. I was um, going to ask an ignorant music question. Is the guy from Fish really named Fishman? <laughs> Mr. Fish. <laughs> I don't remember this, but uh, I met those guys back when I was at Second City, which was a crazy crazy time um they were all really sweet and they called him fishman and i am not the biggest fish head so i don't know i mean you would though i it 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 works so it works both ways whether the band was so named because of that yeah whether john fishman is american drummer and co-founder of the band fish which was in part named after him yeah Mm -hmm. anyway he's got the most insane kit set up it's just like he has every drum like any drum that's been made he has I'm going to say this, mildly insulting that they say in part named after him. Get the, <laughs> the fuck out of here. His name is Fishman, and then the man is called Fish. Well, they're not accounting for that pH. That pH had to come from somewhere else. I, I'm with you, but I'm, I'm like, that feels like Wikipedia shade. It, it also feels like uh, contributing to the, the consistent overlooking of drummers. Oh, Girl yeah. Get a real middle child syndrome. Kevin knows. Kevin knows what I'm Kevin's. talking about. Mm-hmm. They seat us in the back, but we'd be you'd be nothing without me. <laughs> the Jackson I Five, s- mostly named after the Jacksons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Five was just a number. I don't know where that came yes. from. <laughs> oh, there's oh, there are five of us. What a coincidence. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. We have a smidgen of Hollywood news. Uh wait, oh before the Hollywood news, I I realized we should we should once again because I I had I was on a different podcast and I realized I have not once correctly named the time or the date of our SF Sketchfest show. <laughs> I feel like I have fucked it up many times because I think I've been saying 8 p.m. But it's Saturday, February 3rd, 7 p.m., SF Sketchfest. Yo, is this racist? I don't know if our guests have confirmed, so I will go ahead and not say them yet. Yeah, don't say them yet. But get <laughs> get your tickets. Um, get your and tickets. I, I guess start pitching uh, things to eat on stage, because if not, it's going to be shrimp dumplings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so improve on that, SF. I guess it could be an NFT. Could I eat an NFT on stage? Let me know, folks. I think you can. <laughs> I think we can make that happen. All right. Non-fungible tofu. Sorry, go ahead, Tony. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. I knew something was brewing. I should have waited a, a millisecond longer. <laughs> Sorry um, for the interruption. I could see the beads of sweat on his forehead. I was like, he's got something. Uh, well, a little bit of Hollywood news uh, that we didn't talk about mainly because we were, uh, you know, on a weird recording schedule. But um, uh, the cast of The Color Purple and doing their press tour, Taraji P. Henson, Danielle Brooks uh, have been talking about, yeah, just the inequity 
um, in Hollywood, specifically towards black women. Very careful to <laughs> very careful to carve out the fact that Miss Oprah has been taking care of them. And once Miss yeah. Oprah knew about the issues happening on set or with their contract, she she swooped in to, to make it right. But yeah, it's just adding to a larger conversation about how uh, the treatment and pay of black women, especially all people of color, but black women, especially in Hollywood, needs fixing needs needs some yeah. adjustment um yeah and i feel like we we hear this uh, often i mean you know yeah i, I hear it from my own uh attorney <laughs> <laughs> about my own jobs that i'm given <laughs> especially when my attorney represents other like white and or male people who's like this is fucked up because they're paying this other guy this much and i'm like right yeah. and see you got the receipts um yeah but uh it, and it's, the invoices I, and the invoices, exactly. And you got the people on the other end of the line when she calls business affairs to be like, so you paid him X and you're paying her Y, Y. And they're like, oh, we, well, we, and it's often, in my case, sometimes it's an oversight. Sometimes it's an unconscious bias. Sometimes it's straight up like, we don't think she's worth that much. And yeah, that, that I, is I think, the thing that is wild is how it's, it's less when it's like covert. It's so bald sometimes. It's so sometimes it's so overt and because this business yeah. is so subjective and based on like, you know, what you've quote unquote done before, although the, the notion of like your quote and disclosing your quote has kind of gone out the window, that's supposedly there to be like, I was paid this much on this past job, so I should be getting that much or more. That's kind of gone out the window. But I feel like this conversation around such a big public studio film has really brought uh, it to the attention of a lot of you know, mainstream folks outside of Hollywood that this is persistent and yeah. yeah. I'm trying to find it. Shoot. There's, I, I sent a couple links to folks, but or to folks to you, you guys. Um, but there was another one I forgot to send, which was like, there was a, ultimately a report that was like, you know, in the wake of like 2020 and like, you know, essentially like during the George Floyd uprisings, studios were very publicly like, we are gonna um, support more black folks, more black creators. And there basically was an mm -hmm. analysis that was like, that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, it's, uh, yeah, that's one of those like other Hollywood traditions, which is the year end depressing reports of how marginalized people, how many, you know, shows and, and movies with marginalized people got made. And it's, real small sorry i'm just scrolling mm -hmm. trying to find the actual thing i'm not gonna be able to find it but i think it was i don't know variety or deadline or one of those trades just about like what actually happened look i mean without being like too like finger pointy i mean it's the same not the same but it's like similar to like like the cast of the color purple can be proud of the work they did love the creative folks and still point out how they were screwed by the system and yes. like even my small version of the story is like during 2020, like while Disney was in the midst of pledging like millions of dollars to, um, you know, diversity, but like specifically like um, promoting, like helping people of color, we all, all the staff writers on Mixedish who were all, you know, not white, uh, were all asked to like repeat the level of staff writer, which is basically like, like not getting the sort of contractual-ish promotion mm. that was in there. Um, mm. And my lawyer was just like, light them up. These, these people like won't pay you a couple, like, you know, I don't know, a few tens of thousands more that was negotiated-ish prior where, but they'll give like millions of dollars to like 
Um, and actually, Each as a other. slight fault, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Essentially, like like it's all like within the system. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's just like this thing where it's like Hollywood hypocrisy continues, mm-hmm. um, and uh, <laughs> a small silver lining that I don't know how silver it is, or maybe I'm just uh, jaded and 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 resigned to my fate in this industry. That's the other thing is like I hear those, you know, I hear those women, you know, someone like Taraji who's been on television longer than I've been doing absolutely anything other than drinking beers and breathing. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear those women complaining about the same things that I struggle with on a, on a much lower level. And I'm just kind of like, well, never changes. So I'm a little yeah. resigned to my bullshit fate. But I'm also... You know, I'm I'm someone who's good at advocating for myself and I have a really good team yeah. and they're good at advocating for me. So what it has allowed, what these conversations do allow are words like pay parity, gender and racial pay parity to flow very freely from my lips directly to my co-stars, directly to producers that I have good relationships with. And, you know, it doesn't have to start confrontational. If I tend to assume that Maybe these people don't know. Maybe the people, maybe the producers don't know I'm being paid less, or maybe my co-star has no idea what we're being paid. I'll just ask the question like of a co-star and say, are you comfortable being transparent about fees so that I can ensure parity for myself? And then that takes any sort of like pressure off of them. I'm not saying like, I want to make sure you're not getting paid more than me. I'm saying, hey, will you be transparent yeah. about this so that I can go and advocate for myself? I'm not going to take any money away from you. And I think I've said on here before, I've only ever had one man (laughs) tell me no. (laughs) But in general, in doing that, uh, and again, with the people that are similar to my level, I'm not, you know, I'm not going and doing that at Steve Carell like that. I'm not a crazy person. Um, Not because he wouldn't do it, but because he clearly is should be making more money. It's it's the people Um, doing the same work as you. Yes, like, the people yeah. doing the same yeah. work with roughly the same body of work behind them. Those are the yeah. ones that you tend to identify to go, hey, we should be pay- being paid the same yeah. amount for this. And then I can just go to my team and say, hey, I found out from so-and-so they're getting paid this. Can you try and get them to, to you know, be equitable? And sometimes yeah. it works. And sometimes it straight up don't. But you know what? Yeah. I-, I don't think that I've been penalized for asking. I think now it's much more common that we're going to ask. So... I guess if you're in that position, ask. And they, at least it makes them have to be the assholes. Not that that's a useful, at least for, you know, your bottom line or for fairness. But like, they're the ones that just have to be like, we don't think, you know, in this case, Tawny or whoever, whatever black woman is worth the same for shrug emoji. Like. Well, I was also going to say that sometimes I have gotten a, I won't say satisfactory answer, but I've gotten an answer that I understand where they'll explain something about the budget or something about a person on the cast that costs more than they anticipate, whatever. And, but like, just to, just to hold them to actually having to give a reason sometimes Mm -hmm. illuminates things that are understandable. And then sometimes I think because they know that those reasons are kind of wobbly, we'll say, Sometimes they'll try and make up make it up to you in other ways. And you can have a really good experience out of it just by saying like, hey, I think I'm worth this. And, you know, if you don't agree, can you tell me why not? All done mm-hmm. through your lovely representatives can be a very empowered and like clear eyed way to handle these convos. And it doesn't have to be scary. So, yeah. Well, yeah. And, I, you know, and, and that's like less common in other 
businesses and industries where you're allowed to have someone who essentially is paid to advocate for you. Like part of the reason why it's like mm-hmm. easier is because we have reps, like attorneys or agents or managers sometimes who like will can be the quote bad guy. In this mm-hmm. case, not actually bad, but can ask the hard questions that like you don't want to. And that is, I am aware, not as common. I think I've told this story on here before, but um a friend of mine <laughs> is a physician who is like a real hard ass, um, but like was getting uh, screwed on an offer. Like she, she was aware. Like I think it was like a, a, either a promotion or a new new job, or she got a new title, and she was aware that someone like a, a white man with the same title um, was getting more money. And like it, it's this thing where it's like she's the type of person who had no would have no problem. Like if she were in a different line of work, I would have no problem with her being my agent or whatever. Cause she's just like ruthless, but like would have trouble advocating for herself. So I actually was like, I'll fucking write this email for you. And I'm just going to like, you just have to promise me that like, unless I say something like medically inaccurate, <laughs> um, <laughs> like you just have to send this to HR. Um, and it like worked. <laughs> I've done wow. more knee transfusions than any pe- <laughs> yeah. pediatrician. Yeah. <laughs> Regarding the blood. <laughs> <laughs> so on the topic of lung height, <laughs> I think I am the strongest. Andrew, no, no. And it is no, well no. documented. It's well no, documented. It, My clients have the tallest lungs. <laughs> it was just a thing where I was, it's just like, you know, and we were talking about this off, off mic in a creative capacity too. It's like, it's so weird how your own shit and someone else's shit, even though they're often the same types of analyses, are like, it's so different how to measure things. Um, Ooh. You That's know? good then. Okay, so if you're in an industry and you think you're getting uh, paid less for either gender or, gender or racial reasons, have your friend write the email to your boss. Yeah. Have your, your most, like, don't give a fuck friend and just like actually do it like yeah truly mm-hmm. or the other way to do it is like think of the highest number you think you could possibly ask for and increase it by 10% and send that as like your oh my god like you truly it makes you feel crazy but that is what you actually have to do to get like a fair deal <laughs> yeah like yeah. it's a bummer. Andrew, um, maybe we should start a little Yo Is This Racist side project where you write those <laughs> things for people. I think you'd be great at it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know how many bosses like will really take being called listen, motherfucker, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, to the extent that that's viable, let me know. Uh, in other quick uh, Hollywood white excellence, uh, not sarcastic... White excellence, parentheses, not sarcastic. Yos is racist's first white excellence of the year. Uh, asterisk. We don't really know this guy, but he seems good. Um, but uh, one of the things that happened to me over uh, the holidays is I was uh, helping uh, one of my friends. I was trying to learn how to cook uh, Haitian food from one of my friend's parents who were visiting. And so their whole, uh, not their whole, but their Haitian parents were in town and in one of the more like dad moves I've ever seen, um, while uh, while uh, I was helping cook, um, the dad watched, as far as I can tell, near ent- the entirety of the season of Reacher that is on Amazon Prime, which is I a, have a um, wow. Okay, wait, Kevin. So I 
Reacher is basically like, it's like kind of an action procedural mm-hmm. about the world's largest man. A big muscular <laughs> dude shows up to a small town and is like, let's fix this. <laughs> it's, yeah. I'll add a caveat. I have watched every episode. I burn through the show. I do not think it is good, but I do not miss an episode. And I think You're it not is on trial here. Why? Yeah. I know, but I think it's one of the only shows I watch where I'm like, this is not good, but I I have to keep watching. It's it's funny how bizarre it is. Yeah. But I think it's like it's like perfect like dad TV. 100%. Yeah. It's just like it's like a man just fucking like Steve rolls as far as I could tell from the kitchen, sometimes literally bad people mm-hmm. who are, mm-hmm. you know, unambiguously, but it's that kind of thing that like, it's like what I would call Republican dad art. Yeah. Uh, sure. You know, of your like equalizer. It's like most like action movies that are, um, have questionable politics. Sure, um, sure, sure. So this is, this is like, this has been like, um, one of the peak, like, sort of conservative pieces of media. And the star of this, again, we don't know, but seems good from this one uh, IG Cursory post. Lance. Mm-hmm. Alan Richson um, is wearing uh, what I can only imagine is a double XL arrest the cops who killed Breonna Taylor shirt that is still being strained <laughs> to the limit under his muscles. This man is fucking huge. It's He's great. Um, yeah. And, like, Right wing people are simply melting down that their um, <laughs> that their uh, you know cop their hero. king yeah doesn't their hero is just demanding basic justice for an innocent woman yeah. who was killed. Oh, terrible timeline we exist in. Yeah, so fucking tentative, tentative props to Alan Ritson, of course. Yeah, uh, the Hollywood white man caveat <laughs> always applies. <laughs> He does not look like that should be his name. He looks like his name should be like Thatch Holdover or something. (laughs) He strikes me as one of those guys just looking at this photo who like, like you secretly learn has been hiding that he's British for like. That's what I think. Alan Richardson sounds like a British name. (laughs) Yeah. Like if if you were like, and like it turns out he was just at like Royal Shakespeare Academy or whatever. Alan. A man that large. I've never seen an Alan that looks remotely like that. (laughs) There's um, uh, a scene that I think about all the time in the new season that just came out, which is. So like the big plot is like a character who I don't think we ever meet dies in the beginning. And so they're trying to like find out who killed them. And in one of the scenes, they get a hold of his laptop, Reacher and these two other characters, and they open the laptop and one of the characters goes, damn, we've got two minutes and three attempts to get the password right. And then their first attempt is truly like comedy bang bang level. Like he's from Pittsburgh, home of Steel City, Steel City. Jazz. He loves jazz. What kind of steel would you use on Miles Davis? Try Miles Davis. Damn, it didn't work. Okay, 45 seconds. And then they do another attempt, equally as bizarre. And they go, okay, we got 15 seconds. What did Kyle love more than anything? They all look at Reacher, type in his name, Reacher. We're in. <laughs> oh my god! It was just—it's so bizarre. Like that anymore. 
No, it's so bizarre. And I, I'm just laughing the whole time. And I'm like, great. We're all, Andrew, you and I, who are actively writing the TV, we're, we're working too hard to make really good TV. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, without without beating the same drum that we're always beating, um, there's there's a uh, opinion of mine, which is that, like, we do not get to do that. Perhaps some mm. white men get to do that. But I I am of the opinion that you and I, unfortunately, are not permitted that level of um, whimsy. Whimsy. <laughs> oh. oh, I guess uh, this show wouldn't be this show without acknowledging that January 6th has come and gone. We didn't... For all those who celebrate. Yeah, yeah. The anniversary of us showing the Goofy movie. <laughs> Uh, us releasing a goofy movie rundown because as usual on the first week of january we didn't have we didn't do a real show and so we released a goofy movie watch along the day the capital was stormed by fucking white losers (laughs) yeah i don't know if there's any um do we have any any uh preference between white juneteenth and clanuary 6 i really like clanuary 6 i don't love a pun but i Clanuary is just a fun word to say. <laughs> I think I think White Juneteenth I think burned too bright. Like I think it was like funny the first time I saw it, and then each subsequent time has been less and less significantly for me. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah I think so. Ha- yeah. the, you know, I was like ah, and then each time I'm like ah, <laughs> and now you're <laughs> like that's eh. yeah. Yeah. When Lee and I were in Chicago, we went to a uh, spices shop to get something for uh, my mom, and there was a January 6th spices uh, collection, which at first we assumed was very bad, but then we saw that the spices were called like Outrage Justice, and we were like, oh, okay, I guess they're on the right side of history, but it still feels a little corny, extremely but, yeah. weird. Yeah. It's really pushing, pushing this show's 2023 motto of being corny is not a crime to the very limit. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I still think that I still think those sound bland. Yeah. Yeah. I feel Justice. like if we were going to do January, January six spices, I would, I would do one container of just water and then like a salt shaker, but with only like, I don't know, one, one hundredth of the amount of salt that goes inside, you know, it's at like yeah. 1% capacity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for some reason, a can of green beans. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, place. okay. I know, I know where, where we need to get to the voicemails, but yeah, um, I will just, as long as I'm narking out my family as usual, um, my Republican aunt made the single most unseasoned, barely cooked vegetables that really, it, it was like every time like a Republican senator posts their Thanksgiving plate and it makes you want to yeah. vomit. It was that level of, ugh. Yeah. Anyway, every food item that he, I saw that picture, it haunts me. Every food item looked both boiled and steamed, <laughs> which are the two least flavorful ways to cook anything. And it looked like she'd done a double, a, a double trouble. It was it was also meticulously arranged and cut, but then cooked. <laughs> it was oh, so weird. They were not meticulously cut. Those were pre-cut. Those were very oh, clearly right. pre-cut cut. from the 
grocery store, I recognize the the angle <laughs> <laughs> on the green beans, on the carrots. That makes sense, actually. Mm-hmm. It, it just bummed me out. Um, I know some Republicans obviously can cook, but damn, what is it? There's some, something about those, they're like, their pleasure centers just don't exist, I think. Something's wrong with them, obviously. Okay. At least the one related to you. <laughs> yeah, consistently. <laughs> okay. Um, Let's take a break. We'll and be back. come back, voicemails. Aha, we're voicemails. actually like, Yeah, maybe at least one voicemail. Maybe, maybe less regular, than one. Real maybe show. less than two. I know. Fucking weird. Here we go. Hey, Andrew, Tony, kidding, I'm potential guest. Um, long time listener, first time caller that says, it was just that um, I just heard you yell at this caller who defended the white lady wanting to order in Spanish at a Mexican restaurant. Oh my gosh. So if you play my voicemail, it will be a double follow up, okay? Do not well, consider I'm a this Mexican a habit. working in Canada, and you're so fucking right. We hate white people coming to try and practice their Spanish with us. There's a security guard at my job who says, hello, just to everyone, normal. And uh, as soon as he sees me, he goes, hola, señorita, como esta? Oh, God. <clears throat> and I fucking hate him. <laughs> so only because I don't want to lose my job, instead of yelling at him, I just start rambling in Spanish, you know, saying things like, Ah, estoy muy bien porque mis tíos y mis hermanos y mi mamá, and I start talking about my whole family. Um, until he goes, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. I don't know what you're uh, talking about or what you're saying. And uh, that's my way of setting him off. My question is, what other ways can you guys think of? Brainstorm, please, for me, because I literally hate this guy. Okay, bye. <laughs> She already crushed it. <laughs> she crushed it. Oh. We're not going to improve on that. Yeah. All right. I just, just for, for uh, voicemail housekeeping, if you ever want to get a follow up to a follow up question, so this is about <laughs> uh, someone speaking Spanish at a, uh, I think it was a Mexican restaurant. We followed up before the new year. It has to be this good to get a follow up to a follow up. We're not yeah. in the business of continuing this conversation. It needs a real arc. <laughs> it needs a real arc and that much pettiness. Um, okay, yeah, so the reason we're not in the business of doing these follow-ups is because we have to, like, catch everybody up. So if you didn't hear the two episodes she's talking about, we first got a call from a a nice enough-sounding caller who was like, I've been working really hard on my Spanish. Is it cool that when I go into a Mexican restaurant here in America um, that I speak to them in Spanish in order to practice? Let me know. And we were like, fuck no, those people don't work for you. They're not your tutor. Like, go go practice on people that you pay the end. And then we got a follow-up to that of a guy being like, should we not be shaming people when it's all about, you know, learning yeah. new things and trying to be diverse and blah, blah, blah. And we were like, fuck no. Again, <laughs> practice on people that you pay. These people are at their job in America. Assume that they just speak English unless they tell you yeah. they or don't. Or Canada in this case, but yeah. Yeah. Um, right, but the, yeah, but the last question was about a place in yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah. So... Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Yeah. Um, now we're caught up. Wow. Your your memory is so much better than mine. I can't believe it. I guess. I don't know why. Um, because it made me mad. <laughs> yeah. I I will say, uh, just uh, by the way, we got more follow-ups to this than <laughs> I really do not want this to be a habit. Um, people, please, I'm so sorry. We absolutely will not be doing 
a third follow-up to this. However, yeah, it's not a conversation. Um, I love this because the the other option is like if these people are gonna treat like various workers whose job is not their language coach as their language coach or teacher or whatever. Um, I like the caller's idea of just treating them like they're bad. <laughs> like, mm. bad at it. Like, yeah, are you going to come at me with some Spanish? Let's go. Let's mm. go, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking another thing that you could say is you could tell this security guard, especially if it's someone you're going to keep seeing, you could be like, okay, that's your phrase for this week. Don't talk Spanish <laughs> to me unless you learn 10 new vocab words and you can use them in a sentence. Let me yeah. know. And then yeah. the next time he does, be like, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you learn the word for blah, blah, blah? Mm-hmm. I mean, or you could do that, like, um, uh, like sitcom uh, foreign language teacher thing where they say it, like, uh-uh-uh, and then repeat it back to them with, like, the accent. And until they get the accent perfect, yeah. you do not oh, let them move so on. Sick of it. But yeah, if you really want to lean on people's like, what, we're just trying to learn. Aren't I so noble for wanting to learn your language and then forcing you to practice it with me? Yeah. Then just be like, okay, well, you want to learn. I'm going to need to see weekly improvement. You're not going to be yeah. stagnant in my classroom, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's maybe it's like, yeah, I guess that that is falls under sort of malicious compliance of a sort. Like, mm-hmm. all right, you're going to fucking yeah, do this. Let's go. Because like, there are layers here, right? She's saying she doesn't want to lose her job. This is not someone she can just tell to fuck off. It probably isn't yep. someone she feels comfortable being like, "Don't, please don't do that. Yeah. So, yeah, comply hard. Yeah. Or just be like, I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> Etc. Um. <laughs> I like what she's been doing, though, just responding with, like, a vomit of stuff. Yeah, triple down. Yeah. I don't think, I don't, we can't beat that. That's no. perfect. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, All right. Try. So we are going to do another voicemail. Let's 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 close out the first real episode with two voicemails, like a proper podcast. Proper. Hello. I had a question. I spend a lot of my time for work traveling in rural areas of the West, and I feel like I pretty regularly see businesses with words that should start with a C, but they choose to start with a K, and often with several Ks in these business names, and I don't know. It just, I feel like I see it often enough that it seems a bit like a dog whistle to me, but anyway, curious if you or anyone else has noticed this and what your thoughts are. Thanks. Bye. KKK Carla's Bar and Grill. <laughs> I really, I feel like at one point I was like, this can't possibly be a thing. And now I'm looking for it because I did f- finally see someone write, like, no, this absolutely is a dog whistle. And now I'm trying to determine whether that person was out of line or incorrect. Listen, oh. I get the same vibe from the Kardashians, which is probably not cool <laughs> of me. But <laughs> Oh, when they abbreviate the K-U-W-K, keeping up with. Oh my god, no, well just just generally Kim when Kardashian. they they're like all like like Courtney with a K. I'm like, oh yeah. That's weird. Kim, I guess, <laughs> makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Man, how unnerving would it be to meet someone Kim spelled C I M? Oh boy, I would not Ooh. like that. 
I don't oh. like it one bit. I'm just um, gonna I'm gonna throw that in our uh character name pile, by the way, Donnie. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't like it. It makes me squirm. Um Andrew and I just keeping a little stack of just slightly crazy <laughs> names for characters. <laughs> Really makes Kim. <laughs> Kim with the C. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, I also just as a, I don't know, as a as an alive woman, I hate the like substitute a K for a C to make something seem wacky. Mm-hmm. That feels like a real. 1950s marketing strategy that just kind of never left us. It became the got milk of. Yeah, signs, and I'm just like, De- no, well, I don't that's the thing. See- it's a it's a pre civil rights era marketing strategy. It's just hard to know from which side of things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of seeing the cool cat corner lounge or whatever, and then being like, wait a minute. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It, a lot of times, it it surely is a dog whistle. Why wouldn't it be? Yeah, I think maybe that's it. It's a, even if it's not meant to be, it's a dog whistle enough that you like a regular ass person of color uh, should at least think twice. So sort of regardless of whether you, the store or business owner believes themselves to quote unquote be racist or like it's unfortunately, I guess it's like just a piece of the fab that I, are you guys aware of this? The thing where strikes in baseball or, or strikeouts yeah. mm-hmm. are called K's. Yeah. And the the thing that they used to do, but I, I they used to do this at Dodger Stadium and then they stopped doing it. They mm. used to do this thing that I was like, oh yeah, that's corny. But then when they stopped doing it, it got very unnerving. So every time there's a strikeout, Tony, they'll put a K on the scoreboard. And obviously mm. a bunch of K's in a row looks like the Ku Klux Klan. Oh, so what they three of them, which is the whole was, thing of baseball, right? Yeah. Well, it was, it was, uh, no, it was for the whole game, but yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, okay. not just the inning. However, so what they would, they did at one point, and I truly think they don't do this anymore, at least at Dodger Stadium. I think they used to do it at Yankee Stadium as well. Um, the, th- every third K would be backwards. So it would look like the Ku Klux Klan, but for kids. <laughs> <laughs> Like it was like it was like a five year old was trying to spell KKK in like crayon. Oh, God. Um, so oh, that looked corny God. and weird, and like kind of built, drew attention. Kids. Yeah, it drew attention to the fact that throwing off all these K's is weird. But then when they stopped doing it, it also looks incredibly weird. And look, I know that baseball is a game built on tradition, but so are a lot of things built on tradition are unbelievably yeah. racist. Yeah. And I'm not saying this is unbelievably racist, but what I am saying is maybe a different letter or a different yeah. symbol for strikeouts. Why isn't it an S? It's a strike. I guess about, like SS everywhere is also bad. <laughs> yeah. I Listen. Racists love I, letters. Racist love letters. That's right. Kevin, don't and end the episode that. <laughs> the whole time, the whole episode is going to be called "Racist Love Letters," comma Kevin, don't name the episode. That. <laughs> oh, uh, There's a bunch I of guess. people in a room trying to like. Well, we could use this letter. Damn, they got that one God too. Damn it! <laughs> but it's also like, yeah, especially in this day and age, just come up with fun little graphic. Yeah, of, little oh, baseball strikeout. <laughs> yeah. 
It's like a little little uh, cross out. Little the opposing Just team's a logo. Little burning cross every time. <laughs> Donnie, no. Little white hood. Donnie, Donnie. I don't understand sports. I no. don't get it. All right. Okay. Um, okay. Well, yeah, this K thing. Obviously, I think the problem with this type of question is there's obviously some world where it's completely innocent and wacky, but not enough to make it definitely innocent and wacky. Mm-hmm. And that's why there's no such thing as innocence or wackiness. 2023, 2024. What year is it? Currently 24. Why are the X's? I think the, the X probably <laughs> right. has, has uh, porno connotations when you put too many X's up next to each other. I'm just saying, new Got simple. We're in, a, we're in a, you know, they can cover a dome with, in Vegas with LED screens. Baseball teams can come up with a new symbol for strikeout. They could put a little crying emoji for each yeah. one. Yeah. Or like the, the kind of uh, winky face tongue out emoji. Yeah. That's <sighs> strikeout. <laughs> Guys, this has been a more normal episode of this show than we've done in a long time, which is yep. uh, weird. terrifying. I, yeah, I don't like it. But good job. We're everyone. back. Good job. We're back. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. 323-389-7223. That's 323-389-RACE. If you're in the Bay Area, SF Sketch Fest, February 3rd. All right. Peace. This is Sebastian.